Oh man, hang on, we got to get our energy back. I had energy and we lost it. Red Bull mother. Red Bull mother. I'm coming in hot this time, shards. I'm coming, coming in hot. hot. I'm oh. an To the Glass Bottom Podcast, you are in the right place. Because if you're tired of all the other crap, all the uh, industrial engineered, I have a name, so I'm making a podcast, or I'm into sports, or I'm into two uh, movies. We ain't that. We are here to entertain you. I see you out there in the cubicle. Do you see what's out there, Shards? I see him. See him sitting What's at their desk, man? headphones yeah. on, headphones ignoring on. your uh, your supervisor standing over your shoulder. Asking, where are those people. reports? But you can't hear them because you hear us. Yes. And a dude in a truck been driving like 10 and a half hours, got a half hour left. We are here for you. We are the Glass Bottom Podcast, and I am shot out of a cannon. I am ready to roll. I got a lot to talk about, and uh, we're going to take deep dives with our shallow minds. That's right? right. That's right. Hell yeah. So it's uh, this week, how can you not know that the Artemis... Uh, the Artemis is stacked up out there on the SLS, whatever they call it. It's going to the moon, and it's like right in our backyard. Oh, yeah, that's that right, is, dude. Hell, yeah, that's pretty exciting. Even though it was designed by Congress and uh, a trillion dollars over budget and uh, 10 years behind schedule, you got to be excited, and we're excited. We had a false alarm member on, uh, what was it, Monday? Yeah. Hey, you called it, too. Yes, I did. Once you add uh, Congress and NASA, Congress plus NASA equals delay. So many <laughs> of my friends were like, I'm taking the day off. I'm going to brave eight hours of traffic and go watch this rocket. And I was like, it ain't going. And it, it's, just, it's just not going. So that was the best I told you. So I never punched my screen so hard in my life, Shard, when I uh, told all my, all my nerd friends that I outsmarted, like, I told you so <laughs> I mean, I wanted to succeed. Oh, I want to go to the moon, but I just knew it wasn't going to go on the first day. Yeah, there's just so I, you would think that those people would know that too. Like there were so no. many people who came, it was unreal. It had to be a million based on the traffic. Yeah. I never seen that much traffic, yeah. and I was here through all the shuttle stuff. And never. when when has anything that uh, huge ever gone off on its first go? Well my wedding night but we're gonna leave that out of this <laughs> <laughs> it went off before the countdown uh, hey. oh, damn. <laughs> well anyway i'm excited we're going back to the moon and artemis is stacked up out there but uh i'm glad i'm not on it not because i don't want to go to the moon but there's so much crap that can go wrong in space and uh you don't want to be on a prototype in space you know Mm-mm. like who's the engineer in charge of uh what happens when you fart in your spacesuit? That's got to be a tough job. Some guys running analyticals on uh, methane and uh, what happens with methane and sulfur buildup? Johnson. Well, sir, my, uh, I'm, I'm going to look that up. I'm going to run that through the simulation. There it goes up the back. Uh, it's, it's traveling into the shoulder. Oh, it's in the helmet. Uh, it's in the helmet. Stop the simulation. Stop the simulation. <laughs> Do you think they have a vent? Is there a fart a vent? Vent for... 
No, there's not a fart vent. Not when you're locked in your with a helmet that locks shut. There's no fart vent. You just have to deal with it. There's no there's no like, exit only vent. Like not till you get in that. orbit. I know that for a fact. And you want to hear? You want to be scared? You know what the the air smells like on the ISS? Like farts? <laughs> oh no 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 no! A fart would be like a one. You you wrestled in high school. You've been in locker rooms in high school. Imagine a locker room that's been sealed for twenty years. Oof. With athletes coming and going, showering, defecating, urinating, sleeping, uh, farting, of course, and for twenty years, your high school, your high school locker room's been sealed, hermetically sealed. That's what the ISS smells like. So, God bless everyone who goes up to be an astronaut. It's not about leaving your family. It's not about sitting on a rocket built by the lowest bidder on a government contract. It's about when that hatch opens. You take that first ISS breath, imagine a 20-year-old locker room with no ventilation. That's what the ISS smells do, like. Do you think they brief them and, and prep them and train them for that? Like, they go through all that training. Do they go through smell training? <laughs> you know, just to ensure that they don't vomit as soon as they get up there? <laughs> Are you asking me if they do atomic sit-ups? Probably. No, they have to do something, right? You can't train an astronaut for five years and send them on a rocket flight, and then they open the hatch and go, no, 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 oh, no, no. And they dial it back to the left, lock that hatch, and say, send me back, dude. Because yeah. I didn't like a locker room smell when I, it's only, you know, it's been cleaned every day by a professional janitor. I can't imagine what a 20 year old locker room with no ventilation smells like, but that is what it smells like. That has got to be bad. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. So a fart up there would probably be a breath of fresh air. You'd probably have to. <laughs> you'd have they're, the they're farting going. in their suits and putting their helmets on just to escape the smell. <laughs> just for a better breath of fresh air. Hello, comrade. We are from the Russian module. If you happen to fart, I will pay you 50 ruble to sniff it. And that smells fresh air in six months. Oh, my God. That's how, that's the reality. But I'm glad we're going back to the moon. When I was a kid, I thought we were going to be going to the moon, then Mars, and then it all got crapped out. So it's sitting out there. It looks beautiful. But uh, yeah. so far, the fuse is uh, like Yosemite Sam trying to light a can, and the fuse just keeps going out. Yeah. yeah I'm so excited about it. This first uh, capsule is just going to orbit the moon and come back, right? Yeah, which is smart. That's a good progression of technology. It's a full-scale capsule. It's going to go in orbit the moon and come back with no people. And then they're going to go right to people. And the next one, which is like a year and a half away, right. typical you know, manned space stuff. But by then, I think SpaceX will have the Starship up there and like doing loops around it like the old Bugs Bunny cartoon, you know? <laughs> You'll course. have this you'll have Bugs Bunny in a, a capsule and you'll have Marvin the Martian doing loops around it, <laughs> laughing at him. Hey, but it's all on the same team, so I'm cool about yeah, it. But yeah, true. there's a lot going on with the rocket. Are they gonna have going to have cameras on the uh, on the capsule? Well, if it was SpaceX or someone else, I'd be like, hell yeah, they'll have 4K. But because it's NASA, it'll probably be like a black and white. They probably bought a ring doorbell and then stress tested <laughs> it for five years. And now we're going to get black and white images of a stuffed animal like a stuffed Snoopy from oh, the 1950s no. floating around. I mean, I'm still glad we're going there, but that's what we're up against. It's going to be great. So I hope they launch as soon as possible. Let's Let's get to Mars, man. Let's get to the moon. Let's get to Mars. I'm all on board. Yeah, dude, why not? 
explore what's wonder, out there. I wonder if uh, space food's gotten better since the 60s when it was like a uh, toothpaste tube full of tuna surprise and uh, <laughs> and Wonder Bread in a hermetically sealed envelope. I hope it got better because there's got to be some perk from going to space. Yeah. I, I think sex is one of them, but they don't talk about it. So there's got to be like either what else would take people to space? It, it can't be sex, allegedly. So it's got to be food or yeah. or what? What else What else would drive to space? We're humans. Right. It's going to be food, sex, or something else. What would be the something else? Fame. Yeah. Do you think astronauts are going to get famous anymore like the old days? I hope so. Yeah. I mean, it would be cool, but I feel like nowadays it's uh, like you could ask any Joe Schmo and they won't know who's up in the space station right now. But you, you could ask me who's a space buff. Oh, yeah, that's I different. don't know who's up there. Oh, you don't even know? Yeah, well, see, exactly. Who's so, <laughs> who knows who's up there? I don't know who's up there. That's what I'm talking about. So, fame is a good one. But in order to get people's attention, let's look. And I'm all for this. Trust me. The uh, Glass Bottom podcast is very, very pro launching Kardashians into space. Maybe we need to launch a Kardashian into space. Hey, yeah, it's a well. I'll they'd have to. Uh, they'd have to alter the seats, though. Yeah, they have to be wider. <laughs> Plus, they'd have to do a lot of studies on like what happens to implants and uh, not only upper but lower implants and lip implants when you get them into space. I oh, think yeah, Chloe's dude. lips would explode, or whatever the other one. Her lips might explode. <laughs> no, helmet. Can you imagine? Oh my Houston, we have a problem. Chloe's lips blew up. <laughs> it oh, looks no. like a spaghetti sauce. It looks like someone dumped spaghetti. Oh, <laughs> Chloe. I'd watch that reality show. But I hope the food's better. I mean, it's been like so many, what, three, four, five, six decades since we went to the moon. So yeah. hopefully the food's not uh, not bad anymore. You'd think, you'd think we'd come up with some cool stuff. Yeah. You know, when I was a kid, I used to be obsessed with the astronaut ice cream. Oh yeah, the yeah. dipping dots or what they call no, it? I don't know. It was just uh, well, dipping dots are pretty good, but uh, yeah, those are frozen, frozen. Yeah, you those had, are frozen, like frozen. freeze dried. Yeah, it's freeze dried. Well, when I lived in California, we were on Onizuka Air Force Base. Oh yeah, yeah, and they had one He's of those. Uh, what do you call it? Uh, NASA space camps out there. Oh, I didn't know they had a West Coast space camp. Yeah, they had it. It was right on base. Was it on base? No, no, no. Uh, it, was, it was right off base because I remember you had to exit the uh, the gates for base housing and boom, there was NASA space camp. I hate to blow up your story, but when you said West Coast space camp, I started immediately thinking about space camp meets Glee. And that's all I can see now in my head <laughs> is a bunch of people in space outfits singing musicals. Uh, oh, God. Well, it was like, a camp like... in California, so there's a, there's a pretty good chance that that's probably what it was. I never went to the camp, but they had a gift shop, and I used to go there all the time and get free fried ice, ice cream. cream yeah 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 i used to go to the when i first moved here i used to go to the uh kennedy space center gift shop and get a tuna surprise and a toothpaste tube and Yum. it's pretty good Yum. it does not remove plaque i know that much <laughs> but back to space camp in california could you imagine that instead of three two one launch it's Three, two, one, and left, and shuffle, and back, and back, and back, and three, two, one, and shuffle, back, back, now sing, Earth Control to Major Tom, ooh, 
you guys are astronauts. I'm telling you what, I've seen a lot of productions of this and you guys are astronauts. That's all I can think of when you said Space Camp California. (laughs) Glee, Glee meets Space Camp. Oh my God. Fun fact, a high school musical probably started there at a West Coast Space Camp. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, but for trademark reasons, they had to uh, change it. Well, besides all the hating I've done lately, I'm excited about Artemis. Which is uh, what the female god of something or other, like the female god of uh, Apollo, something like that. So yes. that's cool, and uh, we're gonna go do great things if uh, Elon doesn't beat him up there first with this ginormous space rocket yeah. in Texas. As long as it doesn't look be... like a giant phallic symbol, I'm okay with it. No, <laughs> no, that's our friends at Blue yeah, Origin. Yeah, yeah, that's our friends at Blue Origin launching a straight up on a regular basis. <laughs> Brought to you by Viagra and Cialis. Oh, no. <laughs> that, that would have been a marketing coup if Bezos would have gone to Cialis and Viagra and be like, here's my rocket. Uh, you know, we designed it to the best of our ability, and it does look like an erect penis. So uh, would you like to put your name on the side of our rocket? It's always <laughs> erect, and it's going real deep in the lower air atmosphere. <laughs> That'd be funny. One side says Cialis, and one side says Viagra. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they really whiffed on that. I, I can't believe they didn't get that on board. There's I can't believe they more. didn't reach out after seeing it and be like, hey, can we stamp our name on the side of your giant uh, floating penis there? <laughs> <laughs> I heard it vibrates a lot. Brought to you by adamandeve.com. <laughs> yeah, that's a marketing fail. But uh, the SLS is a weird, it, it's weird looking at it. It's like the space shuttle. Remember uh, in Toy Story? Uh, the kid that lived next door, Sid. Yeah. And he like bastardized all the toys. He took the head off Barbie and put it yeah. on some kind of fishing reel situation. That's what the SLS looks like to me. Unfortunately, I'm, I'm full behind it. I'm not knocking it. <laughs> but uh, it, when you look at that, you're like, well, it looks like Sid took a space shuttle and got mad and broke the top off and yeah. shoved a, a Russian Soyuz capsule on it yeah. and stacked it up on his G.I. Joe uh, rocket launch system from the 1980s. That's what this looks like to me. So nice. That's space 2020. Hey, you ever see on the back of like semi trucks or like uh, box trucks, people will take like a Woody and a Buzz Lightyear toy and and like zip tie it on there so it looks like it's hanging like on Hell the movie. Yeah. Someone, ne- those- someone, if anyone has any brains and hears what you said about the way that that rocket looks like, will take two of those and strap it onto that rocket (laughs) yeah right let's go get out there glass bottom nation and uh let's make this happen we can do it but it it is a beautiful launch system albeit what a waste all those gorgeous space shuttle engines that were reusable one of the greatest creations of our modern times is those space shuttle motors and they're all going to burn up and drop in the drink and in 2022 that just hurts my soul but uh it is what it is, but boy, watching those people suffer in traffic, uh, I don't know. Some Sometimes I'm happy when I see people in bumper-to-bumper traffic for five hours, and sometimes I'm sad, but I don't wish it on anybody, but come on, do your you know, do your homework, right? Right, no, exactly, yeah. And, and, and there's, there's multiple ways to get down there, but it seems like everyone just takes the same way, so then you have miles and miles of traffic for no reason. Yeah, well... That's the one thing where I wish I could, uh, 
I wish I could Google and or Amazon into every cell phone in those cars and just can you imagine the myriad of conversations going on in cars sitting in five, six hours of bumper to bumper traffic? Oof. Some of them will be some will be favorable, like, hey honey, we're stuck in five hours of traffic. Can I help you? <laughs> bow, 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 bow. Others will be like I told you it wasn't going off today, Bob. Well, I know, Mildred, you did say that. I can't even imagine what the rest of them would be. What would be the worst? What do you think the worst conversation oh, on a right. six-hour launch day with no launch would be? I'm trying to let's scrape our brains. What would be the worst one? You know, there's, there's got to be, you know, I don't know if this is the worst, but it's like one of those terrible scenarios where your uh, your relationship is on the brink already and, uh-huh. you know, hey, honey, uh, the Artemis is going to go off today. We need to oh, go really? see it. You know, well, and, I don't know. We should probably go to our counselor, you know, today, like we're scheduled to. So what are we going to do again, uh, Maury? What are we going to do? No, no, no. This is this is a big event. This is a huge mm-hmm. event. This is groundbreaking. This is history. I, we got to go. You, we got to go see it. And we got to see it together. We, we have an appointment and it's quiche night at the Egg Emporium. So what are we going to do again? We're going to get in the car and do what? We're going to sit in traffic for five hours, see a launch that'll last for 30 seconds, and we'll get back in our cars and we'll head in traffic for another six hours. Hmm. It'll be a great okay. bonding moment. I've been told to support your idea. That's very, I, I love your idea. Um, but what am I supposed to do for the five hours and 30 seconds that we're sitting in traffic? <laughs> hmm? What should I do? My hands are going to be in my lap and I'm going to have my mouth tightly clenched and we're going to listen to NPR. Mm-hmm. That, yeah, and then hmm. when it doesn't go off and they're heading back, it's just a bunch of just what the f- I can't believe no, this. It starts out mellow. It's like, hmm, didn't go off, did it? Hmm. And by the end of it, it's like uh, it's like WWF. I told you it wasn't gonna go off. You didn't listen to me. <laughs> I knew it. You never listen to me. Oh. So what was going on? So my wife is in the backyard. We have an electric push mower, one of those uh, Ryobi, whatchamacallits. I don't know what they're called. Electric push mowers? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so <laughs> we have several batteries, and we also have an electric uh, weed eater. And mm-hmm. so I guess all the batteries died, and there's just one little tiny patch that she couldn't get to. <laughs> She's on her hands and knees literally Dude. just ripping the grass out of the ground with hands? Oh. <laughs> i was like what are you doing dude she's like i only have this one patch i'm yeah. not coming back out here tomorrow to do it i'm just gonna ooh, rip it ooh, out ooh. Damn, <laughs> like she's a got savage grit. dude <laughs> you talk about grit she could play for the lions dude that's amazing oh man that is grit yeah, Holy cow. My daughter well, came impressed. in here and she's like, mommy's pulling the, or cutting the grass with her hands. I'm like, what do you mean? She's like, yeah, I'm serious. <laughs> she's cutting it with her hands. I was like, no way. She's not cutting it with her hands. She's literally, she's ripping it out of the ground like a savage. <laughs> that is great. I'm impressed. Well, that is a incredible person, man. Yeah. I couldn't imagine doing that. What do we call that in my, uh, in our young people language? Props. No. What do we say? Cape bit? No. I don't know. Dude, I, I don't have the uh, 
I don't have to linger. You have to cut that back to where she, <laughs> we say she has grip, but what a great story. Oh, man. All right. We have got to tell our peeps about what we discovered with the ancient art of the subtle flex. Oh, you mean the... Uh... Yeah, that, 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 that. <laughs> it's been around for 10,000 years and we just found out about it recently. Yeah. When we first started working together, when I first knew you and we're establishing, you know, we're rubbing our, uh, our velvet covered antlers on the trees around us. <laughs> <laughs> you kept walking through my side of the workstation. You know, we have a work, uh, U-shaped workstation divided by a toolbox. And uh, it's just always been like an unwritten rule that one side is guy A and one side is guy B and no one's ever really trespassed mm. for lack of a better word. And I just noticed one day right when we first started working together, part of the magic that is us, I was like, he's coming back and he's walking through my side of the workstation. Like, What's that all about? So at first I was just like baffled. And then I was like, this is kind of cool. I like, you know, I like the initiative. And then I finally pointed it out and you were just like, oh, I didn't even notice. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't a big deal. It's still not a big deal. But that got us talking about little things that people do that just seem to define space, time and territory on other people that don't even... It's, it's one thing to get in someone's space, but it's another thing to just do it so slightly yeah. that you're just like just putting that thin coat of butter on some toast. You're like, is there butter on here? I don't, is there butter on <laughs> here? But you know there is when you taste it, but you, at first you're just like, is there butter on this toast? That's what we came up with. And we did a lot of research because, you know, that's what we do is heavy, deep research. <laughs> and we found the ancient Japanese art of... <laughs> The art of the subtle flex. Yes. Yes. And it is quite the the art. It is an art. Anybody can flex on somebody. Flexing on somebody is easy. You just be an asshole. Yeah, yeah, dude. Or or weird flexes too. Like people have weird flexes. But it's a whole nother realm to be able to subtly flex on somebody. Subtly flex. And that's what we discovered has been around for 10,000 years, but we didn't know about it until shards walked through my area repeatedly, but it wasn't a, wow, no one's ever done that before. I'm not mad. It just, I just noticed that. So then we started paying attention to it and then subtle flexes started popping up everywhere. And then we started noticing it. And now this weekend, I'm proud to say I have mastered the art of the subtle flex myself shards. <laughs> oh, yes. Check out what I did. Oh, check out what I did. I'm so proud that I did a uh, Bimanyu Shukakukuku. <laughs> Close enough. It's a... Kukaku. Here I am. Let's set the stage of Mike's subtle flex. Now, this is, something, this is a learning experience. This is where we take a nice deep dive with our glass bottom boat. All right. Knowing this, thinking about the subtle flex and the Bimanyu Kukakuku. I'm walking into Walmart, my local Walmart, like I have a thousand times before. Yeah. I'm coming in from the south to the north. And as I turn the corner from my parking space area to the front, I notice in the distance, walking from the north to the south, just towards me, I notice an incredibly 
beautiful uh, young couple, millennials, I'm sure, in their early 20s, holding hands, strutting, you know, as young people in love do. So at first I was like, he's flexing on me. He's showing me that he's young and virile and he's walking with this beautiful girl and he's wearing a cutoff muscle shirt. He's bimamukukakuing on me. I'm an old guy. I got a pop belly. I'm all by myself shopping at Walmart. <laughs> so immediately my bimamukukaku radar starts going off. Threat alert, right? But, yeah. you know, I'm old, so I don't take it too seriously. So we come together at the entrance doors at a Walmart. And we both turn in at the same time, all three of us, I mean. And we make a hard left, and we look down the cart chute, and I see there's two carts right up front in the cart chute that are stuck together. Mm. And then I see a whole bunch of unstuck-together carts farther down. You following? Yeah. Any questions? No, I'm just absorbing right now. Oh, absorbing and observing. This is such a bubanyu kokakuku. Knowing what we've talked about with these subtle flexes, as I'm passing by their two carts, this guy, muscular, tone, young, virile, starts trying to separate the two Walmart carts. And he can't. He's he's pulling hard. He's kicking. He's, he's flexing hard to get these two carts apart. And he can't do it. And I saw right away that those were two carts somebody else tried to separate and couldn't. Because yeah. I'm old. And experience, as we call it. So I pass right by that fiasco and go right to a cart in the row way down the chute and I grab my cart with two fingers. I'm already flexing instead of using a whole hand and like struggling. I know I can do it with two fingers. Okay. He's there struggling. His girlfriend, beautiful as she was and young was watching him like, what the, he, what, <laughs> what's going on here? She can't believe this her guy, eyes. He can last through the moon. He can't get these two Walmart carts apart. I <laughs> charge, see the whole thing. I see it all. I started smiling already. I'm not going to lie. I started smiling because I knew where this was going. Yeah. I've been Yahoo kokakuing this guy because I know why the carts won't come apart. And I know why the carts were sitting there unused by other patrons. But I turn around with my cart, pulling it by one finger and I see him look at me and he's done. He's like, well, I can't get these carts apart. So it worked out perfect like a football play. I pull my cart towards the exit of the chute into the Walmart, and he cuts in front of me, frustrated, belittled, dehumanized. What's another adjective? Uh, emasculated. Yeah, there it is. He's emasculated that he can't get these two Walmart carts apart. Oh, it's gorgeous. The play's unfolding perfectly. He cuts across my bow to go get a cart from where I got the cart, the smart old man, right? Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, his beautiful young girlfriend is standing in front of the two carts he couldn't separate waiting for him to retrieve an easy cart frustrated recalculating her assessment of her boyfriend <laughs> slash fiance slash husband he cuts down to where i was and i'm slowly strolling in front of where the two carts are stuck pulling mine with one finger effortlessly she's staring at the cart still like why couldn't this guy do this for me <laughs> I reach down like a ballerina. My hand turns into a, a, a prima ballerina. And as she's looking at the two cards, baffled why Mr. Mr. Wonderful can't separate them. I effortlessly reach over under her gaze of amusement. And I twist the little baby seatbelt clip 
a quarter turn to the left. <laughs> Slowly move my hand, very slow and sensuously, to the handle of the cart and separate them just ever so slightly, maybe two inches. And then I glide past with my cart and her newly liberated carts. And then I look over my shoulder at her oblivious boyfriend. And I smile. And I bim yan you kukaku the living <laughs> shit. <laughs> <Woo! laughs> yeah. That's a win for this guy. Oh, that, my That's friend, impressive. is bimanyu kukaku. Yes. As pure and simple as it can be. Yes, very well I, executed. I was walking on air the entire day. I couldn't wait to tell you this. I nailed it. The ancient <laughs> art of the subtle flex. We are both super excited because we already have our first sponsor. We're uh we're still fledglings. We're youngsters and we just got our first sponsorship yes we've heard from him before and he's a local hero and he's going international and national i should say and that's uh maury pelvic from pelvic floors yeah i cannot believe that we were able to land a sponsor already we're like right out of the gate and uh he believes in our product he believes in our content and uh from what i was told by his secretary he's very excited about our podcast and he is backing us to the hilt yeah, yeah and that yeah. is maury pelvic from pelvic floors and you can find them on the internet pelvicfloors.com and <laughs> their slogan is uh where others make it painful we make it exciting <laughs> pelvic yeah, floors yeah. so i want to call maury myself and thank him personally i think we should both thank uh maury pelvic personally because for a fledgling enterprise like this to get a big inner interstate sponsor like pelvic floors is tremendous so let's yeah, give him a call yeah. and tell him thank you yeah call him on the air that'd be that'd be awesome heck yeah he's probably in the podcast i'm sure i i think so i mean he sponsored us so he should be all right let me uh That's, let's ring him in this is gonna be fun and boy this is gonna help so much thank you pelvic floors sorry pelvic Hey, Maury. Can I help you? Hey, man. We just want to uh, to call and uh, you know thank you for sponsoring you. our show, man. Yeah, thank you, Mr. Pelvic. We cannot thank you enough. Uh, our podcast is going to be tremendous. It's going to be international. And it's going to be big. And you were the first one to believe in us uh, with your amazing family company, Pelvic Floors. Who is this again? It's Mike and Charge from the Glass Bottom Podcast. We talked to your secretary. And uh, she was very excited and said she talked to you and you're very excited about sponsoring our podcast. Oh, yeah, yeah. Very excited. But, uh, what's a podcast? Uh, it's like a radio show, but it's international and worldwide. Like we're on the Internet. And uh, because of your gracious sponsorship, we get to talk to people all around the world, entertain them, make them laugh. And then when they think about that, they're going to hear ads from Pelvic Floors. Uh, Maury? Uh, well. Uh, what frequency do I find this on? Are you guys at AM, uh, uh, FM, or uh, what, uh, where do I find this? Oh, it's better. 
Maury, we're like worldwide on the internet. Everybody gets it. You know, the youngsters and uh, the, even, you know, the greatest generation on Facebook gets to see podcasts and hear podcasts. And we're going to represent you to the best of our ability. And we are going to grow this son of a gun. And uh, we're going to sell a lot of uh, a lot of work for you, Mr. Mr. Pelvic. Uh, okay, first of all, work is it where I make the gravy? All right, uh, I make the gravy on your uh, on your laminates, uh, on your uh, your uh, your tile, your carpet, if you will. Service too, you know. If uh, you drop a cigarette on your carpet, who do you call? Pelvic floors. Yeah, there's nothing worse than a cigarette hole in your in your carpet. So, uh, will you people understand all this? Of course, Mr. Pelvic, we're going to make it perfectly clear. Plus, you know, floors have been around, you know, since the caveman. I guess they had dirt floors. Wasn't there somebody servicing the floors in the true, caveman days? True. Uh, look, I, I don't know what this gobbledygook, I don't know what you're talking here, but uh, my secretary believes in you. And uh, I'm here, I'm metered parking, and my, I'm, I'm working up a bill. Uh, so to, 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 I don't know what to tell you, boys. Well, we're here for you, Mr. Pelvic, and we're very, very thankful. And while we have you here, why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and about your company? About me? Well, uh, I'm just your average guy. You know, I grew up playing stickball, uh, chasing the skirts, uh, smoking some camel unfiltered behind the bleaches. And then next thing you know, I'm in the family business. Which was flooring, even previous generations? Oh, yeah. There's a lot of money in flooring. Especially, you know, back when the La Cosa Nostra used to help us out with our contractors, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah. Uh, I thought that was all make-believe. I would never, you know, believe in the real mafia because there's nothing, you know, scarier than that. But if you're saying so. Well, well you know, yeah, I had connections and friends. So uh, all you had to do was once in a while, you know, a roll of carpet. Or uh, a pallet of pile would fall off the back of a truck. You know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah, I saw Goodfellas. Oh, oh no, 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 not like that. Hey, uh, you're taking it too far. The pelvic family is very deep. We run very deep. We've been around a long time, and uh, we do good works. And the bottom line is, uh, buying flooring can be uncomfortable it can hurt our salespeople take it easy very easy and then we build up the sales slowly slowly and the next thing you know you know uh, you're not just in deep with pelvic floors you're, uh, you're in really deep with pelvic floors so uh, give us a chance that's our saying nobody Gives a better and more enjoyable experience than pelvic claws. Pelvic claws. We don't work fast. We work very slow, but we're meticulous and we're craftsmen. And is satisfied when they use pelvic claws. Uh, well, I'm sold, Mr. Pelvic. That's amazing. But again, thank you for sponsoring our upstart podcast. I don't know what a podcast is, but listen, I'm expecting 10% on the backside immediately.
and I don't know who your bookie is, but you better call my Uncle Phil. He's a good guy, but he's a legitimate businessman. So uh, I'll be watching you on uh, what channel? What channel again? Uh, we're on the internet, Mr. Pelvic. Uh, you can find us. Just look under Google Glass Bottom Podcast, and we'll be there. And we are representing Pelvic Floors. We are your salespeople to the world, sir. All right, but I'm expecting uh, I'm expecting success. I want twenty percent kick up every week, or else I'm blowing the plug on your little radio station. Uh, it's a podcast, sir. We're on the internet. <laughs> okay. Who listens to the internet? Pretty much everybody these days, sir. And we're going to sell a lot of tile, uh, formica, uh, uh carpet. Formica's for countertops, you idiot. I'm calling my secretary right now. No, 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 <laughs> no. My mistake, Mr. Pelvic. Oh, forgive us. My mistake. I knew that for Micah. I mean, come on. That was just a joke. <laughs> I'm a comedian. Oh, God. So, uh, hey, can we check in with you on the regular, Mr. Pelvic, and talk about pelvic floors? Because I know I mentioned to my wife, and she was extremely interested in pelvic floors. And uh, I even talked to my mom, and she was interested in pelvic floors. Apparently, there's a lot of demand in that department. And I want to be your liaison, and we're going to sell, sell, sell. We're going to get you into more pelvic floors than you can imagine, sir, on the internet. Uh, I still don't know what the internet is, but uh, I'm expecting 10%. 10% of the internet, sir? <laughs> You're right. Make it 12. Oh. I got to go. Uh, thank you, Mr. Pelvic. It's been nice talking to you, sir. Oh, uh, we're going to do the best we can. Jeez. 10% though. Uh, now 12. Somehow I screwed it up. Now he wants 12% of the internet. Oh God. I feel like we're getting hustled by Mr. Pelvic here. Well, he's been in business a long time and uh, that means he's got connections. So Oof. next time we talk to him, we're going to have to iron out our contract, so to speak, because I'm a little scared now. Yeah, same, same a little bit. I was getting, uh, I was starting to sweat there a little bit when he started talking numbers. You, I'm the one. Uh, I was, I was the one talking to this guy. This guy is old school, not uh, modern, young like us. You know. Yeah. We're slapping. The problem is, uh, is, you know, he he starts talking numbers. I'm the producer. I'm trying to crunch the numbers, and I'm thinking, <laughs> well, ten percent of nothing is nothing. Is he going to accept uh, nothing? Uh, uh, Dude, we're gonna have no. to. We're gonna have to make money come out of. I don't. It's gonna be nowhere. I think that's how this whole system works. He wants his money now. Oh boy, I'm gonna have to go back and watch Goodfellas and The Sopranos. I think, I think, no wonder it was so easy to get Pelvic Floors as a sponsor. I was wondering why we did all these cold calls. Nobody wanted anything to do with us. I hit Pelvic Floors. Next thing you know, we're in business with Maury Pelvic. Oh boy, uh, who knew that Pelvic Floors? would be so organized, for lack of a better word. Yeah, no kidding. Oh, well. Come hell or high water, the Glass Bottom Podcast will represent for our first and only sponsor, Pelvic Floors, the most comfortable and easy way to expand your floors, Pelvic Floors. 
I think the 600-pound gorilla in the room has to be a dress shards. Let's do it. it it's a touchy subject, but we got to get into it, and that is everybody's favorite K-pop band, BTS. The Korean government wants them to go up to the DMZ like I did and uh, serve their country because in South Korea, because of North Korea, everybody male, I think, and I don't know if they change it to be everybody, including women, because they're totally capable, has to serve in the Korean military, and BTS wants an exemption. And I say, did Psy get an exemption? Maybe for his excessive weight, but I don't think Psy got out of it. He probably served as a cook or something, and uh, whomped it Gangnam style. Gangnam style? <laughs> something like that. <laughs> <laughs> but to send these world-renowned Korean boy band K-poppers up there and make them do military stuff. And maybe, what if it hardens them, Shards? What if military service makes them not want to sing about loving young Korean and and or international women and instead they come back and they want to sing about war and strife and pain? Yeah, Did Korea think about that? They probably didn't. It's going to transform the K-pop as we know it. That's what I'm thinking. So if K-pop, what if they do go and K-pop turns out to be singing songs like the Rolling Stones? Where will the world be with if K-pop fails? It's so it's so integral to the success of our world. Well, maybe that's the change that we need. I don't know. Are you willing to bet it all? I'm not sure. I'm not sure either. But we but will the, never know if it doesn't happen. Well, I'll tell you from my time in Korea, in the Army, it was interesting the the poor or middle class Korean men at the time, boys, they had to serve in the Korean military. I think it was a year, maybe two years. But if your family was upper middle class or rich, you could get them into the U.S. Army as a liaison called a Katusa, Korean augmentee hmm. to the U.S. Army. So my platoon had two Katusas in it that were smart, college-aged, English-speaking Korean kids that their folks had enough money. And it was cool having them in there because you could uh, learn about the Korean society and have fun. They could get you soju, which Korean soju ain't nothing like you can get from an Asian market over here. Woohoo! <laughs> I still haven't figured out what the active ingredient in soju is, but I can tell you it's so different and incredible that when you get briefed into Korean service in the American military, they give you a briefing on soju. Air Force, Army, Navy, Marines, they tell you, this class is about soju, so watch out. Soju is, soju is nothing like you've had in America. It's not like a bush light <laughs> a bush or light. A Jack Daniels, and it isn't. But the only way to learn as an 18-year-old American kid is to drink some soju. Yeah. And that's what I did. Yes, mm. that's what I did. How'd so your over? first pet. Not so good. Well, it depends. <laughs> I was 19, so very well. Yeah, very well. <laughs> so here's how soju unwinds back when I was in the Army in Korea. You get your pass. You go downrange. It's a weekend. And you hit one of the first uncrowded bars on the strip of what they call the ville or a village. So you walk out of your base, and you're ready to rock, and you see the first three or four clubs, names like Savoy or the Studio 54, and you pass those and you finally see one that there's no line. You go in and they're playing music. First one I went into was playing like uh, Van Halen. So I was like, yeah, this is a match. And you sit down and then these Korean 
ladies come over and start flirting with you. And then they uh, they say, you want some soju? You say, heck yeah, I want soju, even though I just had an hour briefing about not to drink soju. And they bring you a copper tea kettle full of soju. And it's mixed with something. I don't know what it is. Think like pink lemonade or something. Mm. And they pour it into your cup and then they say, you buy me a drink? <laughs> you say, okay, no problem. So my soju kettle is like 10 bucks US yeah. and their little pink lady, as they call it, was like $30 US. So they sit with you and you drink soju and you're like, man, this ain't doing nothing. And then you finally break the seal. You have to get up and go pee. You stand up and uh, that's when the universe flips. I don't know how they do it. I don't know what soju is made of. I was told potatoes, but there's no way. Your universe flips and it's it's over. Like nothing I've ever experienced in my life. Your universe flips. Up is down. Down is up. Fun is boring. Boring is fun. Home is away and away is home. And off you go with a pocket full of money and a bunch of Korean ladies around you. It's crazy. Interesting. Do you want BTS to miss that? I don't want BTS to miss that. Yeah, it's just uh, when you put it like that. They're going to miss they that. They're going to go to. No, they're going to go to regular. If they if they don't serve, they're going to miss out, out entirely. If they go to regular Korean military, they're just going to get the Korean experience. They need the half American, half Korean experience with soju and uh, American dudes corrupting the living ass out of them. Yeah. Because it's one thing to be corrupted in your own country. Like, I'm sure you and your travels have been corrupted American style. I was lucky enough to get corrupted Asian style and it was pretty <laughs> fun. Therefore, Gangnam I demand. <laughs> oh, maybe. Maybe that's why I like that song so much. <laughs> I think these BTS dudes need to get in, let them buy their way to the Katusas, and then get them mixed up with us crazy-ass GIs plus soju. This is like a, a international priority to me. Yeah. American youngsters love BTS. I love South Korea, and I love soju. The only way I can bring all three together is to get those little some into the Korean military as pampered Katusas. And can you imagine the music that comes out of that? Oh, great music. Oh, it's going to be like Led Zeppelin plus Hank Williams plus John Mayer plus uh, who's that brown dude that plays country music? Uh, Darius Rucker. No. Oh, no, you Oh, there it goes. Oh, we got to call Maury and tell him we lost the podcast already. <laughs> no, there's a dude whose last name is Brown that plays like country. Oh, God. Oh. What's his name? <laughs> anyway, not Darius Rucker. Oh, man. I definitely thought you were talking about color. <laughs> no, I was not. I was not. Does that make anyway, me the racist? Oh. No, it just makes you. I asked the question. Now I lost my place. Artists like. Hank Williams, Jason Aldean, Led Zeppelin, mm-hmm. uh, Leonard Skinner, Zach Brown, those people. BTS could learn something from that. And it all starts with soju and paying your dues in the Korean military, <laughs> I think. So I'll take on every tween, every young person on Twitter, Insta. Uh, where else are the tweens at? Snapchat, probably. Perhaps. I say BTS, get your ass 
into the highfalutin Korean quote unquote military, get onto an American army base and let's get you guys ironed out. There's things you got to sing about that you ain't sung about yet. Trust me. Mm. And it all starts with soju and a guy from Alabama and his friend from new Orleans. That's what I'm talking about. (laughs) Are you into movies uh, currently shards? Like in 2022, are you into going to see movies? No, dude, I'm, I'm petrified of COVID. I can't go be, can't be out there seeing movies, dude. You know. Oh wait, I don't think you heard me. I said 2022. That was oh, so 2021 oh. and a half. Yeah, 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 Co- yeah dude. I'm good over. with that. I'm good with that. It's monkeypox now, so just don't go see Planet of the Apes Part Twelve or or. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know safe. those movies are laced with it. <laughs> of course, the seats, especially monkeypox, all over that. I'm interested in the She-Hulk. You aware of the She-Hulk? Uh, is it a movie? I saw I saw previews for She-Hulk Attorney at Law, which is supposed to be like a show or something on Disney Plus. Looks terrible. Well, for purposes of this podcast, it's a movie because there's only so far you can go with a She-Hulk concept, and I think a movie would sum it up. So here's how She-Hulk would play out in my head as a movie. We got She-Hulk lady, but she's just an attorney at law, right? She's just kicking around New York City. Everything's cool. And she falls in a sewer and gets in radioactive waste. And then she finds four turtles and a rat. This is all original. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Uh, she gets irradiated. And I'm guessing that's from a microwave oven because you know how microwaves do that to people. Yeah. She gets irradiated, nuking a burrito. And uh, she turns into uh, a woman named Brucella. Banner, Bruce Ella Banner. And, uh, but the good news is she only turns into She Hulk when she loses her temper, <laughs> which. Oh, so she just perpetually that, lives as She Hulk. Yeah, that's what you see. We're on the same page here. I immediately saw the conflict. I'm like, oh. Definitely she's not married, or She Hulk would just be She Hulk. There would be no Bruce Ella Banner. It would just be She Hulk. <laughs> so that led me to, okay, let's do costuming. What happens when She-Hulk gets mad? Does she... Obviously, her britches go up, and she's wearing cut-off Daisy Dukes, or I would hope. But what happens to the top? I mean, the regular Hulk is wearing Daisy Dukes, so I imagine the... uh... And nothing else. Daisy Dukes and a smile is all the original Hulk had, right? Yeah. So... So, She-Hulk, what's going on there? Daisy Dukes, now we pan up. There's a green belly button. And... What? Well, I'd have to imagine the first time it happens, she's not prepared, so there can't be there can't be anything up there. But this is a, you said it's on Disney Plus or or PG in the Marvel universe. There's got to be something. I would uh, think if anything was going to stay put nowadays in 2022, it'd be her uh, stretchy yoga pants. You know, <laughs> she's wearing a size two yoga pant. She gets angry. They expand to a size ten yoga pant, and those things are cool. You don't even have to rip them. Yeah. Then you pan up, but. Things are going to give. Buttons are going to fly. Uh, nylon's going to rip. Sports bra. So, yeah, but are they that stretchy that She-Hulk can flex in it? I don't know. I have no experience here. But I don't know either. I don't want to watch. It sounds bad enough that I don't want to watch the show, but I am curious. And does she still turn green? You'd have to. Otherwise, they'd be yeah. like, what's up with you? They'd be looking at you like, uh, what's up with you, uh, woman? I'm angry. Yeah, yeah. You're always angry. We get it. <laughs> 
but but what's going on? What are you doing here, barefoot in yoga pants and a sports bra? I'm here to fight crime and kill bad people. Oh, okay. Then what? I don't know. I don't know where this goes. She starts slamming doors and breaking stuff, and uh, the guys are going to stand around going, boy, we've seen this before, haven't we? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. No one's staring at amazement. Everyone's just staring at like, yeah, we've uh, we've seen this before. She's just green now. She's obviously mad, and she's green. Nothing has changed. (laughs) Yeah, like, what do we do now? And then... uh, that's all I can think of. And it's a wrap. Like, what are you just like, cut, that's it. She slammed doors and people looked at her in amazement. She broke a lot of stuff and, uh, put some guy in a headlock. Obviously he cheated on her or something. I don't know. I don't, I don't get the she Hulk thing. Uh, There just seems to be like, I can't see a storyline that, that makes it watchable. No, no offense to her or anything, but I concur. But I think this is the one, like you can gender equal, Pretty much every superhero, you know, Superman could be Superwoman. She's got super strengths, you know, she lifts things and she laser beams stuff and she flies around the earth. But when it comes to some person getting mad and doubling in anger and size and throwing a fit, I don't think She-Hulk's going to work. <laughs> People are just going to be puzzled. Yeah. Like, why is she breaking stuff? Where's her, where's her boyfriend? Yeah, where's her partner? When it's the Hulk, it's, you know, people are like, oh, this is uh, pretty intense and crazy. When it's the She-Hulk, it's like, oh, this is just another Tuesday night at the uh, Banner House, I guess. Yeah, I think I don't see the connection here. I know we're way out of touch on this, and I'm sure we'll get a lot of feedback. But when I saw She-Hulk, I was like, oh, interesting. And then I tried to do the math. I was like, I've seen this movie before. And uh, an angry woman slamming cupboards and breaking through doors and attacking people just seems like a Tuesday night. (laughs) (laughs) oh that's so bad but really does she lose her top or not